Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Coogee Voice. Today, we're talking with Camille Goldston-Henry, CEO and founder of Xylo Systems and New South Wales Young Woman of the Year finalist 2022. On today's episode, we talk about conservation in the eastern suburbs across Australia and what it's like to be a female startup in 2022. You're listening to Coogee Voice. since the bushfires, three billion animals died or were displaced. So there's so much work to be done. Uh, And that just drives me to keep working and keep implementing new solutions so that we can preserve biodiversity for future generations. I would also really encourage people just to generally plant native species in their gardens to support our bird life, our wildlife, because that's what they need. My biggest piece of advice, and this has been a huge learning curve for me as a female founder, is backing yourself and putting yourself out there. Camille, welcome to Coogee Voice. How are you going today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. It is a pleasure. Now, before we get into talking about conservation and female startups, you're an Eastern Suburbs local. I am. What do you love most about the East? Oh, there's so many things. I mean, I live in Bondi and I just love the coastal walk so, so much. I think I do it almost every day and being next to the coast and in the sunshine brings so much energy and so much positivity to the entire community. And on that, I guess, there's also the community. I'm heavily involved in ocean swimming and we've got an ocean swimming group at Bondi. So that mix of community and coast just brings some magic. Do you ocean swim all year round? I do. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Clarify that with in winter, I wear quite a thick wetsuit, uh, little booties and, uh, and a cap. So I'm quite warm. And if there was anything you could change about the Eastern Suburbs, what would that be? Oh, that's a fantastic question. Um, I'm, I work in the startup space and I think there's a huge opportunity to harness the incredible innovation that's happening in the eastern suburbs. A lot of startups and startup founders are based there. So I think if I could change anything, some more support for innovation in the eastern suburbs would be fantastic. Camille, we can talk about this offline, but I encourage you, the Boot Factory Innovation Hub in Waverley Council that is coming out from there, find out some more information, but let's talk about that offline. Sure. Um, You're a wildlife scientist. Tell us about that and your passion for the environment. Sure. I, like most people working in wildlife, I've had a passion for wildlife and conservation ever since I was young. I grew up in Newcastle, so two hours north of here, and spent a lot of my time growing up in nature, on the beach, bushwalking. My parents were really into sustainability and we had lots of animals at home. So I think that really fostered my passion for wildlife and my parents instilled into myself and my sisters the importance of sustainability growing up. So that really directed me on my career path. I went to university and studied animal and veterinary bioscience and Through that journey, I found wildlife conservation and and landed a job straight out of university working on 
some of the largest conservation projects in Australia and around the world. There's so much we need to do. We're really losing biodiversity quite fast globally and here in Australia. Since European settlement, we've lost 100 species. And since the bushfires, 3 billion animals died or were displaced. So there's so much work to be done. Uh, and that just drives me to keep working and keep implementing new solutions so that we can preserve biodiversity for future generations. You're the co-founder and CEO of Xylo Systems. You're putting in action exactly what you're saying. Tell us about Xylo Systems. So Xylo Systems is a cloud-based platform to connect, track and manage conservation projects. Uh, so we work with governments, not-for-profits, conservation organisations and even corporates to uh, help preserve biodiversity and increase the speed at which we are achieving our conservation goals. So essentially what we do is we aggregate all different types of data and present it in analytics and also apply artificial intelligence to help us decide what to do and how to best save those species. Why did you start it? What was the problem you were trying to solve that you identified wasn't being already solved? Working in conservation on large multi-stakeholder projects here in Australia and even overseas, there are a lot of moving pieces, a lot of different organisations working to save our threatened species. With that comes duplication of effort, siloed efforts, and it's really hard to find information, who's doing what, and knowing what to do next. It was working particularly on a few species here in Australia that we were using paper records to make decisions as to what to do next with some of our critically endangered species. And if something went running, wrong in the environment, like a natural disaster, like a flood, it could completely throw our conservation plans into disarray. So we had no flexibility and no way to be adaptable. So it was out of my own frustrations and my own experience that I really wanted to solve this problem to help us be more, more flexible and more proactive in how we manage threatened species. We're talking about threatened species and conservation. Now, most people, if you think about conservation and threatened species, the koala is the main thing that comes front of mind. You've just mentioned floods, droughts, bushfires, which New South Wales and Australia has been absolutely bombarded with even just over the last five years. Firstly, what are your thoughts on conservation around koalas and I guess more broadly, are there other species that really people should have front of mind and be thinking about? Koalas are an Australian icon. When anyone around the world thinks about Australia, the koala comes to mind. So it's an incredibly culturally, economically important species for Australians. And they've, uh, they are in decline because of these natural disasters that we're seeing, particularly in the last two years. We've seen major bushfires, major floods that are impacting on the koala. I think that has its pros and cons. The pros being there's a lot of investment and a lot of work going on to save the koala. The detriment is a lot of other species miss out. Unfortunately, when it comes to conservation, a lot of the conservation funding and dollars goes towards the charismatic species, the species that are cute and cuddly. And I think what's missing out here is a lot of our invertebrates, a lot of our insects. We're seeing insects decline globally, which is really, really scary for our food system in particular. People may have seen recently on the news the varroa mite that's impacting beehives here in New South Wales. Uh, it's an invasive species. 
that kills beehives and can significantly impact on our agriculture. While this is getting a lot of airtime, which is fantastic so people know about it, the actions that are being taken are these beehives have to be euthanized to control this mite, which is a very necessary precaution. But what are we going to do next? What funding is going to go towards our, our bees to make sure that we can get those populations back up so that we can have secure agriculture? The services that bees offer is that they pollinate a lot of our crops and Australia's agriculture is, is so, so important. So underpinning all of that are our invertebrates and our bees. So I think people need to understand how important the entire ecosystem is and not just those species at the top of the ecosystem. Camille, I haven't actually revealed to you I am a passionate beekeeper. Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) I and my family are and we keep bees for environmental purposes all around the eastern suburbs as well as on our farm. Um, I cannot agree with you more. Like bees are so fundamental um, and one of my hobbies that I do in my spare time is capture hives from people's backyards so that they don't destroy them because I they are so incredibly important. Camille, you imagine you had your hands on the power levers and on the New South Wales budget. What do you think money should be spent on in the conservation space? Oh, it's such such a big question um, because there are so many actions that need to be done for conservation here in New South Wales. We've lost 75% of our threatened species in the last 40 years. That's really, really scary. And there's so many threatened species on the list. So I'd like to see all of them receive the funding that they need. And we're talking billions here for these species to recover them. We're currently given millions for the top five to 10% to recover their populations and ensure that they're here for future generations. But that means like between 60 and 80% of threatened species are missing out on funding. So I'd like to be like to see funding distributed to those organizations and community groups and technologies and industries that are working to save those species in particular. So I think, yeah, more funding, you can't put enough funding towards this because the implications of trying to bring a species back once it hits that threatened species status costs so much money. What can we do to stop it getting there? Uh, And this is where I think innovative technology is really exciting to help us achieve those goals. I think it's incredibly exciting. For our listeners as well, what are some things that individuals can do to ensure conservation? Well, I think you mentioned one example already. Anyone with a backyard or a garden can set it up to be bee-friendly. So there's a lot of native species that the community can plant in their gardens to support not just bees, but other invertebrates, which I've already stated how important they are, not just for the environment, but also for other industries like agriculture. Another really scary thing that's happening in Australia at the moment is the decline of our frogs and amphibians. You can also save those in your garden. You can set up these really cool things called frog hotels and you can Google them. Um, The Australian Museum has a really cool how to build your own frog hotel and then you can pop that in your garden and that really supports the frog population. Again, similar to invertebrates, they're just so important for our ecosystem and supporting it bottom up. I would also really encourage people just to generally 
plant native species in their gardens to support our bird life, our wildlife, because that's what they need. I've heard of insect hotels and bee hotels, but frog hotels, that's a new one. And I think I'm going to be putting that in my backyard this afternoon. Now, Camille, you are a startup as well. What's that like? And what's it like operating in that space at the moment? Being a startup, being a startup founder is incredibly exciting. I think it's the most exciting and terrifying thing I've ever done in my life. Prior to starting Xylo Systems in 2020, I had no idea about the startup ecosystem in Sydney or Australia, and it's actually huge. There are so many incredible young people working on innovative solutions to some really big problems like the plastic problem, like biodiversity, like climate change that are going to shape our future. So it's really exciting working in this space. The downside of working in this space is being a female founder. And unfortunately, we're a minority in innovation. What challenges have you found that that's presented you? Quite a lot. Uh, At the moment, we're currently raising capital to support our mission. Uh, And we raise capital from venture capital firms and angel investors. The majority of investors are are men. Um, So there is that unconscious bias that exists when it comes to investing. Less than 4% of investment goes towards female-founded startups here in Australia, but we represent 25% of the startup ecosystem. So there is a huge funding gap there. To get over that, I think we need more women, not just in the startup ecosystem, but particularly at the investing end. Uh, So there is a lot of work going on to encourage women to enter into venture capital um, and angel investing. There's also a lot of work going on to support female founders in overcoming those barriers through mentorship and incubators. But what we really need is the money to support our missions. Here, here. What advice would you give? other young women who are thinking about starting their own startup? My biggest piece of advice, and this has been a huge learning curve for me as a female founder, is backing yourself and putting yourself out there. I've been really lucky, particularly in the last six months, to receive a number of awards and a number of opportunities. And those came about because I put myself out there and I'm constantly putting my name forward for things. And I think as women, we like to be tapped on the shoulder. We like to be uh, presented with opportunities. I just don't think a lot of women have the confidence to say, you know, I am worthy and yes, I do deserve this. So my piece of advice is, you know, put yourself out there, apply for the award, apply for the job. Even if you only tick 50% of the eligibility criteria, do it, see what happens. Uh, Because I think the more we see women doing that, the more we'll see women in in amazing places. Cannot agree with you more. Now, Camille, before I let you go, there are three questions we ask everyone that comes onto Coogee Voice. You must declare the best beach in the eastern suburbs, where sells the best coffee, and where you can get the best burger. Go. Oh, it's so hard. I'm I'm Bondi girl, so I have to say my favorite beach is Bondi, which I think a lot of people would roll their eyes at, but it's so beautiful. I just love it. Best coffee, uh, O'Brien on O'Brien Street in Bondi. I go there 
pretty much every morning with my husband and my dog to get coffee and they definitely do the best oat latte in the eastern suburbs. You heard it here first. Uh, and best burger. You can't go past Bondi Tony's, right? Can you tell them I'm a Bondi girl? I just <laughs> Bondi Tony's, the uh, classic cogs, so good. Now, Camille, if people want to learn more about Xylo Systems and if we've got any angel investors listening here, where should they head to? Uh, they can head to our website, www.xylosystems, that's xylosystems.org.au, or you can reach out to me on any of the social platforms. Camille, thanks for joining us on Coogee Voice. Thank you so much for having me. Wow, what a remarkable and inspiring young woman. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Xylo Systems, check them out on Instagram. That's X-Y-L-O underscore systems. You've been listening to Coogee Voice. 